Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you. Uh, th- thanks, uh, listeners. I uh, really appreciate you joining us uh, once again today. It's uh, It's been a great day of guests and financial information, and we're not done yet. My next guest is Brad Williams of Brad Williams Financial Services in Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, we've he came on the show uh, quite a while ago. Uh, again, uh, we're catching up with some of our past guests. Uh, and Brad has over 25 years, probably more than that now, of addressing the financial services of retirees and business owners got strong communication skills and uh, Brad after first listening to his clients needs and concerns is able to simplify and explain in everyday language even the most complex concepts and alternatives so let's see how he does Brad thank you so much for joining me once again it's a pleasure to have you on today well thank you for having me it's a pleasure being on Brad we talked quite a while ago I'm looking back at my notes from 2015 so uh, a, a lot's happened since then before we get into uh, what's going on these days uh, give our listeners a sense of uh, what you do there at Brad Williams Financial Services and uh, how you got into the business tell us about yourself well I uh, um, my practice is focused on pre-retirees and retirees uh, helping them transition from the accumulation stage of their life to the distribution stage and and really show them how to protect and preserve their assets so that uh, their retirement can be what they want it to be. Uh, I uh, got started in the business because I started working with a financial advisor. And and uh, after I was in another industry, and after three years of working with him, he uh, uh, suggested that I had what it takes to be in this industry. And six months later, next thing I knew, I was I was here. And that was 33 years ago, by the way. It's been a while. And you were just going to do it for the summer. Yes, right. <laughs> that, it's a right? summer job. That's right. <laughs> hey, that's terrific. That's terrific. So it's it's great. Uh, uh, it's a great story. You know, it is a great career. Uh, things have changed over the last few years. And, of course, they say when you get into this business that you do business with uh, people close to your own age. Uh, and, of course, uh, you you as as I, you know, as we've, we've gotten older and our clients have gotten older, their needs change and compound that with all the crazy stuff going on in the financial markets where it used to be easy to get a 5% CD. Now it's, now it's, you know, you're lucky to get 1%. So tell us uh, what are some of the biggest changes that your clients are coming to you and saying we need help with Brad? Well, you mentioned it and you hit the nail right on the head, low interest rate environment and a highly volatile stock market. We've had 10 years of a rising market. Uh, largely due to lowering interest rates. So as you mentioned, the 5% CD, a lot of people have left safety and chased yield because they just can't get by on a half or 1% CDs that were offered for so long. And it looks like now we're heading back into that time with 10-year treasuries being below 1%. Uh, 
which is unheard of. So um, the big thing that I work with people on is helping them transition from the accumulation stage, which is all about growth, to the uh, uh, distribution stage, which is really about income and not sacrificing their principal to make sure that they have you know, the required minimums taken care of and that they've got the adequate income they need to maintain their lifestyle that they have dreamed of while they're working. And uh, that's that sounds so easy to get. You know, it used to be st- – you remember the, the old uh, – even life insurance and annuities and all those things, they said the minimum we'll ever pay is 4%. That's guaranteed, right? <laughs> those were the good old days. And, and uh, my last guest was talking about a, a client from uh, – Many years ago, remembered getting 15% plus in a in a certificate of deposit. Nowadays, you're lucky to get 1% in some of those issues, and they're talking about negative interest rates. What's a client to do? What do you What do you find are some of the uh, common strategies to help people scratch a yield out of their nest egg these days? Well, in looking at um, non-stock market income-oriented securities is one. I do a lot of that with my clients and. Um, there are different contractual interest-bearing certificates, bonds, preferreds, things like that, that uh, they can get steady income from. That's one way. Um, you mentioned annuities. Annuities can be one way. I'm not one of those guys that knee-jerks into a, you know, an income payout on an annuity. I mean, it works for some people, but uh, um, it's really it's not a cookie-cutter approach. It's it's tailor made for each particular client and their particular needs. And that's the way I look at each person that walks in the door is they're unique and uh, they should get the treatment they deserve based on that. Many tools in the, in the tool belt. Yes, there are. And that's the key is being an independent financial advisor. You have more options. I, I came from the captive world many years ago. That's what got me started. And, you know, the years I spent in there, the more I I was in there, the more I realized that uh, my options were limited, which means my clients' options were limited. And they came to me looking for solutions, not just the particular solution that my company offered, because it may or may not work. And so 20 years ago or so is when I broke off from that world and and became an independent. And um, now I'm able to to craft the solution based on what's available and not just what's available where I am. Yeah, and uh, just to clarify for our listeners that might not be familiar with the term captive world, that's where you work for a company that they take care of you, but they they strongly recommend that you stick to their products if not mandate it, right? So it's you don't know, sometimes you don't know what's what's outside because they they want you to strictly work with um, a, a specific product or line of products, right? That's exactly right. I, I kind of look back at those days as, as kind of like indentured servitude <laughs> because right. they're, they're getting you started in the business by paying you when you're not earning any commissions or anything, and they help you through that hump. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're, you're married to them, and you're building their business and not yours. And uh, that's really what drove me into the independent world is seeing – I've always been one of those guys that thought outside the box, and it's when they can find you in a box, it's hard to do that. And so the only solution I had was to go the independent route, and, and I, I haven't looked back for 20 years. And I think that's a real strong point in my business for my clients is they know that I'm going to go to the market and find out the best solution that I can find for them 
um, and that's what they depend on me for. And I, you know, I think that that uh, what you said is makes a lot of sense for for people starting out. They need help getting started, and sometimes that means financial help. But once you're mature in the industry, uh, you, you spend more of your time. Uh, kind of being the uh, financial archaeologist and and finding out what's going on strategically, what what changes are happening, and what are some of the best products in the different niches, and and that takes a lot of work. So, but when you when you're more established like yourself, uh, you can do that because you mostly probably get new clients from word of mouth referrals where you know and maybe some of your clients don't understand but um that's a that's a very high compliment uh when they say you know I really trust Brad and I I really suggest that you get in touch with him because he keeps on top of things and uh including you know my accounts but he also knows what's going on in the world and there there's a lot of changes happening very quickly out there can you comment to that yeah, I agree with you. And one of the things I do is I do regular client events where I invite them and we talk about, you know, I'll give a talk or I'll bring some a professional and a lawyer or whatever to talk to not to generate business, but to keep them abreast of things. And typically they bring a friend. And when the friend sees how I deal with them, that's what brings on a lot of new clients is because they see the the method that I deal with folks. I'm a I'm big into education. I've always been that way for myself. I'm constantly going to workshops and seminars and trying to learn the newest tools and keeping my uh, keeping my sword sharpened. And I think sometimes one of the best pieces of advice I ever got from my original mentor in this business was he congratulated me for making the change. And then he said, let me give you a piece of advice. 20 years from now, make sure you've got 20 years of experience and not one year of experience 20 times. And so often in our industry, too many people – are the latter and not the former. Right, right. Uh, totally agree. And again, this is a, this is a time when a huge group of the population, uh, the baby boomer group, is is transitioning. And, and one of the biggest transitions you can have in your life is from working to retirement. And we all hear that uh, th- those issues. Uh, in your experience, Brad, how many people um, or what percentage? are are kind of confused as to whether they can retire or not or unclear uh because they they haven't really researched it they just assume they'll be okay but when you when you're able when you look at things you realize hey you know some changes are going to be needed to be made for you to have a successful retirement because you may live a lot longer than you thought you were going to yes and you got to factor healthcare costs and inflation and things like that I find a, a lot of people come into my, my office, probably the, the, you know, more than not, and they've done the right things. They've put money here, there, and other places, and, and been diligent and saving, and things like that, paying off debt. But when they get right on the cusp of that retirement, there's that feeling in the pit of their gut that, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to make this happen? And, and I think when they come in and they see someone like myself who doesn't have a product approach. Uh, who has a, a process approach, um, and they feel comfortable with that, and they go through the process. We do a written financial plan, things like that, and, and so they have a real – it's really rewarding to me when I when I see a couple look at each other and say, wow, we are going to be able to retire. And that that sense of, of, of satisfaction and relief that their numbers add up, but until they sit down with someone who knows how to add them up, they're just not sure. 
That, that's uh, you sell peace of mind. Uh, I'll, I'll just say that for you. You sell peace of mind uh, to people, and you help them achieve that. Uh, and it's not only you know to to run the numbers, but uh, to be there as changes happen because changes will happen. But, you know, there used to be a, a rule of thumb that you you needed a certain amount of uh, of assets to provide income, and it was something like the the four percent factor that's been bantied right. around a lot. Which which right uh, is is that changing? Is is the financial oh, world? Okay, what, what, is there a new rule of thumb? Mm-hmm. Well, when you look at if you're the old adage was if you got a million dollars, then you can get forty thousand pre-tax from the million dollars through all the market cycles, and you have about a ninety plus percent chance of not running out of money. And you know that's fine and good for back then, but uh, today, um, Morningstar's revised that down to two point eight, and so. You think about that. That's twenty-eight thousand before taxes on a million dollars. That's not a whole lot of money. And then when you think about the volatility and the way things have been the last twenty years, uh, even even in spite of the last ten years of the market, um, the returns haven't been that great over the last twenty years. About four percent. And so when you when you're starting to retire, if you're not taking income from your uh, and investing for income. If you're having to sell things, then your chances of making it through uh, to the end of retirement go down significantly the more volatile things are. Okay, that's that's not good, but that's the way that's the way we've got to deal with reality, right? And so, one of the things I note that the financial services world, especially the insurance companies, are doing is trying to like consolidate or combine products. Like life insurance policies that might pay for long-term care if you if you have that need, um, those types of things. Are, do you see those as becoming popular to you know as the budget tightens for uh, uh, products that protect? Yeah, for some people, um, that's that's part of the analysis. Uh, part of the overall retirement planning is okay. What if what if healthcare costs skyrocket? What if you have some type of illness? How are we going to pay for it? Because it's not always buying insurance. The question is, how are you going to pay for it? Now, oftentimes, insurance can be that that handing off the risk to an insurance company in whole or in part, but all that needs to be discussed, and it needs to be put on the table. And you've got to – one of the things that, that, that I do that people in our industry have to do is you've got to ask the hard questions, and you've got to get them to talk about it. Because a lot of times they don't want to talk about things like that. Maybe they've had bad experience in their family or something. But you've got to you've got to open that discussion and facilitate that discussion so that that's one of those things that needs to be planned for and you know put in a box, and put in reserve, and not just you know wishful thinking. Yeah, the financial planner or life insurance agent basically were, were trained to ask the hard and difficult and heart questions. That that a lot of times don't get asked by just a pure investment advisor or a CPA or or others. Um, be, uh, it really, you know, it, it, you really get a good education about uh, uh, asking the hard questions and really finding out what people care about. A lot of people that uh, in in this age group of 50 plus become uh, another. Uh, they have a new identity, and that is grandparent. And they start thinking about their legacy, right? So that's that's right. another that's area. Right. Do you help 
find a lot of people thinking about, uh, you know, I, th- I, I always thought about me and my family, but now I'm thinking about the future. Yes, I do. And in fact, I see more and more of that. And one of the advantages in my 33 years is I started in the life insurance industry, uh, did some investments over time and that, and then I went full force into the long-term care industry for a while. And then got into the planning. Once I got into the long-term care, I realized the the potential and and the need for helping retirees. And 20 years ago, that's when I made the transition. So fortunately for me, I've had a layered career that gives me the background in each that I keep up with to be able to ask those questions and, and take them through those planning scenarios where some financial advisors who maybe were just investment advisors or just insurance agents, they don't have that experience. Brad, I always enjoy talking with you. One of the things I noted in the past, I, I hope this is still current, you have a website or had one called askbradwilliams.com. Does that still exist? That is correct. I always tell people, if you got a financial question, just ask Brad Williams. I love it. What, what would somebody find there? What are some common uh, solutions or, or uh, things that they would find there, or is it just an open forum to ask you questions? Uh, both. Uh, there's some reports they can get about investing for income and, and uh, stock market risk and, and things like that. So there's there's a lot of resources there to tap into. I love it. And uh, uh, is that the best way for folks to uh, find out more about you and to get in touch? Yes, it is. That's probably the best way. Okay, so if you go to askbradwilliams.com, Maybe you want to ask a question. Maybe you just want to get in touch. Maybe you just want to ask him to invite you to one of his upcoming workshops or seminars or uh, things where you can learn more about him and find out, you know, uh, what's going on in the financial services world. If you want to be well-informed and uh, keep up to date with what's going on, and I, I would implore upon you that it's more important today more than ever to keep up to date with the latest strategies and techniques and, and products that can help you Uh, in your planning. So Brad, uh, thank you once again so much for joining me once again today. It's been a real pleasure uh, and uh, I hope uh, we'll talk again before the next five years goes by. (laughs) Sounds good. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 